Folks, you are listening to On the Edge with K.A. Owens. I'm K.A. Owens, and we're broadcasting from the top of the Haven Building in Louisville, Kentucky. This is WFMP-LP Louisville, 106.5 FM on your radio dial. Now, uh, you can also go to forwardradio.org, and we are live streaming now, and you can listen to our station, listen to our show from anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. Again, this is On the Edge with K.A. Owens. I'm K.A. Owens, and we're uh, blessed and favored to have Kevin Dunlap here with us today wearing his NAACP hat. Welcome, Kevin. Hey, thank you, K.A. So Kevin and I are both coming from an event uh, right across the street from the Habern Building at the Brown Hotel. Uh, the uh, NAACP, that is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the Kentucky uh, uh uh, section of it was doing an event on uh, on voting rights. So tell us about that event, uh, what we were doing, what folks were doing across the street just a very few minutes ago. So the uh, Louisville branch of the NAACP, uh, we, uh, 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 we are a strong prop- proponent for voting rights. So on today, we learned that uh, our senator, Senator Mitch McConnell from here from Kentucky, was speaking at an event uh, of a business leader, uh, GLI, called the Greater Louisville Inc. So we decided to surprise him by showing up at the event and urging him uh, to take some leadership uh, in protecting uh, the Voting Rights Act at the, um, at the national level. So that's primarily why we were there. Uh, we were there with our signs, uh, with our chants, uh, encourage, encouraging him to uh, take the leadership as he has in the past uh, uh, around um, um, the Voting Rights Act. And, uh, of course, today is uh, Thursday, September 9th, uh, uh, 2021. And uh, so uh, I think people are happy to see the NAACP out on the street. Uh, I think people were happy uh, to yeah. see that. Uh, they, they appear to be. I mean, you know, people appear to be. Of course, you know, the NAACP is the, you know, the oldest uh, civil rights organization uh, in, in the country. And uh, uh, oftentimes you don't see in recent times NAACP uh, out. But, they're, you know, we come out uh, and for those things that are essential, I mean, essentially uh, important uh, for African Americans. And voting rights is one of those key things that we have always stood for and that we thought today was a perfect opportunity to uh, let our voices be heard, particularly uh, for uh, Senator Mitch McConnell. So, uh, I mean, we fought... Uh as a people, and along with white allies, fought, fought so hard for voting rights in the in the '60s, and we felt, you know, we had made some progress, but uh, there's been some sort of damage done to the voting Voting Rights Act, and 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 folks are trying. What we're trying to do uh, uh, all across the country, people are trying to repair the damage that has been done to the Voting Rights Act. Would that that be a fair summary? Well, I mean, you can say that. I I think we as a people, particularly African-Americans, we are trying to repair it. But, I mean, but the numbers are just not not going that way. Just in 
just in this year alone, you know, there has been 19 states have enacted, uh, 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 you know, 31 new laws that are actually dampening down or hurting voter rights within those particular states. Uh, I don't. I, I believe that if something is not done at the federal level, this is going to continue to happen in other states. And it's incumbent upon organizations such as the NAACP and others to let their voices be heard and begin to speak out uh, on this particular I- issue because the, the, the laws and things that are being enacted are primarily directed towards us, to, towards African Americans, the black and brown people of this country. So a couple of things are happening at the same time. One, uh, sort of the Supreme Court did some damage to the Voting Rights Act. It was on the books. And then at the same time, all these states, uh, and the, 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 would it be fair to say that a certain group of people is afraid of the demographic changes in the, in the country? That is, the United States is getting browner and blacker as time goes on. And, and some folks are just afraid of that. And so they're setting, making all kind of rules across the states to sort of keep certain people from voting and keep a certain group of people in, uh, in power. I mean, uh, a lot of these uh, uh, rules and regulations, they don't even like college students voting of, uh, of whatever color because they don't think co- they think college students are just too uh, progressive. So, uh, uh, well, okay, I think that's a real fair, fair assessment. <laughs> that's a real fair assessment. Uh, you know, but but the reality is is that you know the United States is becoming uh, a more diverse, and particularly we're becoming a more uh, black and brown country. Uh, does that scare people? Absolutely, I think it does scare some people uh, that that is taking place. And unfortunately, those people that are in the power to make some of these changes uh, are some of the ones that are afraid the most. But, you know, uh, you know, aligned with just the Voting Rights Act, you know, we're in a time period right now that we've got to keep our eyes on mini balls. So right now we're getting ready to go through this whole thing of redistricting around deciding what districts or, or who fits into a certain voting block, uh, particularly. And that's happening uh, even at the local level. So, I mean, uh, uh, it, you know, the NAACP, we're out here today. Uh, around voting, we may be out tomorrow around redistricting. Um, but it's important that, you know, we really keep our eyes on multiple things that are taking place at the same time. Okay. And folks, I just have to say that uh, uh, Forward Radio, uh, 106.5 FM, we do not uh, take a position on uh, on the issues. What we do is just bring the facts and, and uh, present it to the people we put the issues before the people so so here we are it's uh uh september of 2021 uh besides mcconnell what are some of the other hold holdups on the type of legislation uh that's put being put before the, the people well, I mean, at the federal level, the, the House has put out legislation last year mm-hmm. as well as legislation this year. Okay. Uh, I mean, there is there is uh, um, a legislation out there that, that bears the name of, of John Lewis, uh, both of which are good pieces of legislation that are out there that are not just they're not being taken up and moving forward uh, 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 through the Senate. 
so that this is why uh, it is important that we uh, 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 get the word out to people like Mitch McConnell. Of course, we know that he was the Senate Majority Leader. Uh, oftentimes, when Mitch speaks, everybody else listens. So he needs to take some leadership around this particular issue and get things moving. So once upon a time, the Republican Party voted for Voting Rights Act, and somehow uh, the Republican uh, uh, Party has uh, absolutely has kind of turned around. Even uh, even presidents. I mean, you know, even presidents that have uh, uh, Republican presidents that have supported it uh, uh, before in the past. Mitch McConnell himself has has uh, 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 voted uh, uh, for it in the past, and we just want to know what happened. All of a sudden. What happened this year that uh, 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 things have changed and, and uh, you, you've kind of backed away from that position? So uh, It'd be great if, if Mitch McConnell and the other Republican senators would, would walk away from white nationalism. I mean, the former president, the one that just le- left office, supported a kind of white nationalism and the people who support him. It would be great if... You know, if we had common sense Republicans and say, hey, yes, we're for small government. Yes, we're for, you know, low taxes. Yes, we look for a strong military, but we're not for white nationalism because that's what the Republicans used to say about themselves. And so uh, folks are just to say that uh, on forward radio, we do not endorse or oppose any political party. Uh, but uh, 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 uh that's what the Republicans used to say about themselves. Well, you know, if and both have they changed, right? If everybody could just—I mean, if everybody uh, could just—what is what is wrong with equal rights for everybody? Mm-hmm. Everybody, regardless as to whether you're Republican, Democrat, uh, uh, in the House or the Senate, what's wrong with that ideal for everybody to r- rally around equal rights for everybody? Uh, again, I think there's a fear factor from from some perspectives, but I mean, you know, the the, the con- this country has been built on that, built on liberties uh, and, and freedoms, and people having those freedoms, um, but we don't have them if everybody don't have them equally. And so, it would be great too if the Republican Party would sort of snap out of it. Uh, but I will say that. Uh, some of the changes for the worse in, uh, well, let me put it this way. The business community has done well uh, whether there's been a Republican president or a Democratic president. I mean, if you look in, uh, you know, 1947, the chief executive of a major corporation may be made 11 times more than the employee. Now the chief executives make a uh, 400 times more than the regular employee. So the business community has done well under both political parties. And so, you know, both political parties have endorsed tax cuts and so on and this and that and all and deregulation for good or for ill. Right. So it'd be great if the business community would say, hey, we believe in voting rights because uh, we're doing well no matter who's in. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, so which is true. I mean, the business community has done well. Uh, so it'd be great if the Republican Party would say, hey, uh, 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 we're not afraid of more black and brown 
people voting or young people voting or gay people voting. We're not afraid of that because we believe our policies are good for everybody. If you actually believed your policies were good for everybody, why would you be afraid of people voting? Well, you know, another thing that interests me is that, you know, uh, last year uh, in this city and all across the country, we experienced not only the pandemic, but we also experienced, um, you know, the rash of 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 of, of, of protest uh, from African Americans from uh, dealing with the police and police matters, and then all of a sudden, you get major corporations who you've never heard from before now out saying, you know, we support Black Lives and we support this and we support that, and it, it's it's kind of ironic to me that you know you say that in terms of your support of of black lives but you know where are you on on voting rights Uh, i haven't heard any major company say anything about you know the right for african americans or for black people to vote Uh, i think once you once we start hearing corporations speak out more about equality around voting i think the more we'll see uh, 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 people in the Senate and others uh, uh, start to change their opinion about how they're going to vote. Uh, so, uh, I, I, again, I think, like you said, the business community uh, have always prospered, regardless as to who's in office, who's not in office, you know, what decade you're in, you know, what era you're in. Um, so, uh, to me, it's it, it, it only helps you as a business when you truly embrace uh, equality uh, around all aspects, particularly voting. And your voice should be heard. And also, uh, the more you uh, uh, make people feel secure in their, uh, in their right to vote uh, uh, and the ability to be safe, warm, and dry, uh, the more you have a stable society, which is good for business as well. That is, the business community, at least in some sectors, is raising wages to get you know, more employees. But the truth is, it should have been $15 an hour 20 years ago. <laughs> That's the truth. And so the business community has been underpaying people since the late 70s. So if, if now they want to raise the wages uh, uh, to get employees... Uh, uh, you know, raised to fifteen or twenty dollars an hour. It should have been that you know twenty years ago, thirty years ago. So that's good. So they're uh, they're not only trying to get employees uh, to do the work that they need done, but they must have some kind of sense that this will ensure social stability, right? Yeah. Uh, 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 and and suppress unrest. Now, of course, they went away from defined benefit pensions, so people right now pretty much have to work till they die because they don't. All they have is four hundred one k's. So, if the business community would keep raising the wages, uh, uh, bring back defined benefit pensions, uh, support voting rights, so that people could could feel secure in their democracy. Uh, because you're going to take people's pensions away and the, and their democracy, so uh, <laughs> you know, and then say, well, uh, uh, we'll give you fifteen dollars an hour, but you may catch COVID because you can't, you know, they <laughs> uh, because uh, the, uh, we're not going to let you wear a mask. Uh, so, but uh, fifteen dollars an hour, but you you may catch COVID. But uh, 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 so, but uh, 
so yes, yes. So United States is sort of on a on, on at a tipping point. Whereas we could all move forward together uh, as far as ensuring our democracy, fighting against climate change, making sure everybody has, you know, is safe, warm and dry. Or we could kind of fall off and go backwards. I feel that that's where we kind of are in 2021. Because some people definitely want to go back to 1953. Uh, well, and <laughs> yeah, but I am, a, I, I am an optimist and, I, and, I'm, and I'm very optimistic that we we are going to move forward that uh, 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 that you know some of the some of the things that we're seeing uh, the erosion of voting rights and all of that that uh, are, are are taking place uh, uh, we've had to overcome stuff before in the past as a people mm-hmm. and we can overcome this as well we mm-hmm. shouldn't have to uh, but I think that you know, you know, what's happening right now is just another indicator of how much we need to always get out and vote, uh, regardless as to, you know, when it is, what the election is about, whether it's local, state, or whatever, uh, it is incumbent upon us to, to, to get out and vote. Our vote do count. And we talked about the demographics of the country changing. Uh, so definitely our votes as black and brown people is 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 making a difference, and uh, so I mean, you know, we talk about things that are taking place, you know, with the uh, Supreme Court, and you know, in, in Congress, we can change that. We have the ability to change. Yes, in some of these states where they have in, enacted, uh, 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 you know, some of these new rules around being able to vote and not being able to mail in votes anywhere. Well, we didn't, we haven't always went. We used to walk. To vote, and I think you know it's going to get to a point, and I think we're in a time where we're really going to be tried as a people whether or not we're willing to continue this fight for our right to vote, and we're going to have to do whatever we need to do uh, in order to get that vote cast. Oh, absolutely! We need to keep putting the pressure on the uh, uh, you know the system to make sure that it does right by everybody. So. Um, but I do wish uh, that the message could get out there that uh, there's enough for everybody. That if some people are being told that, if, for instance, you know, for instance, white people in Eastern Kentucky are being told that the reason they're poor is because the blacks in Louisville are all driving red Cadillacs off the welfare money. That's just not true. But that's what they've been told by you know, talk radio and uh, the social media that, that they get that, that that we're making them poor. No, no. It's the politicians that they vote for uh, that are making them poor. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's not, it's not it, it blacks. Is. It's not blacks. There's enough out there for everybody that we can all move forward. In fact, from 1947 to 1977, all the income groups were actually moving forward, moving up. And then the business community, and, uh, and I borrowed this explanation from uh, retired professor John Cumberland at University of Louisville. He said the business community was upset with the rate of increase in profits, not the lack of profits. So that's when they stopped, started shipping the jobs overseas and all, all, all that kind of stuff. But there's... With proper management of our economy, there is enough for everybody. 
And so it's sad when you know one political party tells, well, it's the you know the, the blacks and the gays and the Mexicans are getting it all, and that's why you poor. No. Well, for one thing, the blacks and the gays and the Mexicans and Muslims are not getting it all. Uh, and that's not why white people in Eastern East Kentucky are poor. <laughs> it's not. It is correct. You're, you're, I mean, you're right. <laughs> and so there's enough out there for everybody. And so if the Republican Party and uh, would just relax a little bit and say, hey, there's enough out there for everybody. Not that the Democratic Party is perfect. The Democratic <laughs> Party has plenty of issues. And so plenty of imperfections. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll say this to anybody. The progress, that is, the American people are actually more progressive than uh, than Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi put together. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, so I, you know, Nancy. I like Nancy and Joe, but they need to catch up to the American people. Uh, now I'll say that. Uh, uh, but all that being said, uh, there's enough out there for everybody, uh, and uh, and so we just need to communicate that message to. And I mean, I say it to white people, say, look, there's enough out here for everybody. You don't have to, you know, bust into the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. Uh, and, and me making five more dollars is not you losing five dollars. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to bust into that. That embarrassed the United States of America. Yeah. It was embarrassment. It was dangerous. Uh, people could have got hurt. I mean, how are you going to go into the Capitol and look to uh, lynch the Republican vice president? It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, no sense. And because you're afraid that, uh, uh, you know, somebody, a person of color might get, as you said, $5, you say $15. Right. right. So, no, no, relax. There's enough for everybody out here. So let everybody who wants to vote, vote. Uh, make it easy as possible, and don't and don't uh, uh, you know we can all prosper. There's enough here for everybody, and we can uh, if we will all just relax just a tiny little bit. Uh, we can work together on climate change because the United States has to get itself together so we can be a leader on climate change. Climate change is not going to be successful. I mean, you know, fighting against climate change is not going to be successful unless the United States can get itself together and then step out there and lead the quote-unquote free world. And the world is unfree, too, because, you know, free is, you know, uh, state of mind. The, Tal- the Taliban think they've got some kind of freedom, too, but uh, uh, according to them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know the, uh, the Chinese Communist Party, they think that they've got their, their own brand of freedom. But, uh, 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 but we can all work together if we just relax and just unclench our fists, you know, mm-hmm. Because uh, anybody can hit somebody, but uh, I think it's I think it's harder to work some work with people than it is to to, to ball up your fist and hit them. I, I just I just think I just think that. Uh, so just relax, just a tiny tiny little bit, uh, uh, and so and and so uh, do our kind of folk. Do we get meetings with uh, Mitch McConnell? 
because he doesn't really have open forums. Neither he nor Rand Paul. You know, most of our kind of politicians, they have open community meetings where anybody can show up. But uh, generally, like Senator Paul and Senator McConnell, they meet with business organizations that's like Greater Louisville Inc. That's because they don't want a sort of open situation where people can come in and, and sort of confront them about issues and ask them questions. But when's the last time we had a sit down with uh, Mitch? Oh, and then that I can't tell you. Uh, you know, I personally am part of uh, various national organizations as well and have, you know, had days on the hill where we, you know, requested, you know, mm-hmm. meetings from, you know, me being from Kentucky. With um, So I want to meet with, you know, my elected officials from Kentucky. And I can tell you to this to this day, uh, I have never actually had a meeting actually with Mitch McConnell himself. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, his aides have met with them, mm-hmm. but 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 never him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you all the other elected officials from Kentucky have actually shown up to meet. OK. All right. So. I mean, and that's just Kevin's perspective. I mean, he could meet with other people, but just. and so that's that's very disturbing. I mean, what's so bad about just listening to what people have to say? What's so bad? What's so scary about right. it? And it, it may not even change your opinion. You mm-hmm. know, it may not change your opinion, but I think that. You know, at some point, you do really do or to your constituents mm-hmm. to actually talk to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, understanding that, you know, sometimes availability, you're not always available. And, you know, it, it is mm-hmm. often you can get to an A quicker than you can actually get to the, the you know, the uh, uh, mm-hmm. the senator himself. But, yeah, so to have never so been to- able to meet with them is, is and you don't have Townhouse, you don't have those, particularly in the city that you actually live. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you'll do a town hall, you know, further out in 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 the state somewhere. But uh, can't remember the last time our senators has had a town hall right here in our own city. So I believe that Senator McConnell was frightened on January the sixth. I believe that Senator Rand Paul was frightened on January the 6th. And I think both of them need to take some responsibility for it. That is, um, particularly when their political party was failing, uh, they needed some warm bodies to fill up the seats. And the kind of people they invited in to fill up the seats have some very negative views about the country that ex- that we live in and when the, and the, wh- which way the country is going and those kind of people that they invited into the party because they needed warm bodies uh, are the are the kind of people that came into the Capitol. Well, and, well, you know, we could have a whole nother show just around what took place on on uh, on on January sixth. But they, uh, Rand and, uh, and and Mitch act like that's not their fault. It kind of is. It's, it's, they they want to say or, or to themselves, well, it was Trump. 
that told those people to go. But who created the climate over the past 20 years or 30 years where those kind of people were invited into the Republican Party because the Republican Party needed warm bodies because they're not enough, you know, you know, Chamber of Commerce members to win uh, an election, right? So you need warm bodies to win an election. And so they, you know, they invited in certain kind of people who they could get. And, uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I'm not even, I wouldn't even go back 20 years. I would just say <laughs> the last four years. I mean, you know, they've had the opportunity to speak up, to speak up, say, hey, this is going wrong. And, you know, I think sometimes the absence of, of, of any conversation says a whole lot. Folks, we've been here with uh, Kevin Dunlop uh, wearing his NAACP hat. And uh, Kevin, I want to thank you so much for, uh, you know, taking this uh, interview on short notice. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, no problem, K.A., anytime, anytime. Folks, you've been listening to On the Edge with K.A. Owens, and uh, we will be back next week.